Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Today's episode is a little different than a lot of our episodes because I'm going to be kind of piggybacking onto the sermon that I brought this last weekend. We just closed out our series, My Secret Life. And for those of you who watch Noah's Window, but you haven't gotten to be part of New Spring or you haven't seen the sermon yet, uh, I talked about the secret life that you want how that there's a a secret life that's not a life of shame because we're hiding something, but rather a secret life that leads to success and serenity and strength. And the talk was all about having a part of our day that's devoted to spending secret time with God. And we actually pulled that from uh, the words of Jesus. He said, when you pray, uh, go into the secret place or the closet or the storeroom and then close the door. And in the message, we talked about how that refers to the secret life that we have with God, not necessarily being in a closet or being in a storage room. What Jesus meant there is just go someplace where you can be by yourself, just you and God. And then closing the door, uh, we said that's uh, closing out all the, other, all the other voices, you know, shutting off the technology and, and or the voices that could interrupt because God wants our full attention. So today, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, preparing your secret place. Now, we're filming this in mine. At least six months out of the year, uh, my secret place, my, my closet, as it were, is our deck. I love coming out here, and, and of course, uh, we have a beautiful tree line behind us. It's kind of, you know, pure Kansas, and I can listen to the birds sing, and I just have this this uh, every time I come out here I, I just sense the presence of God and all his creation it's amazing how many of my prayers begin with my remarking about how wonderful God's creation is so that I think that's that's what I want to get to right now because here's the thing a couple things I want to share with you about your secret place uh, it really doesn't matter where it is as long as it's meaningful to you and I know that many of us are in different places from day to day and you kind of have to find your own secret place um, as, you, as you go from place to place. But I do think it's good, if possible, for you to have the one place that you go to. And like I say, uh, for six months out of the year, at least, this is my secret place. It, it needs to mean something to you. The second thing I want to point out is that you should never let someone else tell you what your secret place should be like, or even what your secret experience with God should be. Because I think, in large part, it comes down to your personality. You know, uh, it could be that you're a person that's very analytical and your time with God might be just a, a time of reading and praying and taking notes and, and being very thorough. Others of us, we may be more, um, more inclined to the experiential side. Uh, we might not be the note takers or uh, you know, the people that are very analytical, but we're just people that feel the very close spiritual uh, emotional tie to God. God didn't make us all the same, and I think by the same token, our secret places are all going to be a little bit different. I would also encourage you uh, not to let someone tell you uh, how you should measure your secret life. I think one of the things that uh, was a problem for me when I was young was I would hear preachers talk about spending an hour with God. You know, you know, I'd hear preachers say, if I didn't spend an hour with God in the morning, I couldn't. Uh, go through the rest of my day and that would sometimes lead to me saying okay I got to find a way to spend an hour with God and then I'd, I'd, I'd be trying to figure out how to how to fill out that hour I just I think it's a problem when men begin to tell you what you should do in your relationship with God 
uh, and tell you things that the Bible doesn't say. So here's what I would encourage you to do. I would encourage you to find a place where you can be alone and where you can have some time with God that is meaningful to your personality. It would be better to have 10 minutes where you are intimately talking with God than to have some sort of ritual hour or two hours. I'm not saying 10 minutes is the time, but I am saying it's important for you to have that time be real and vibrant because after a while, if you're just trying to do something that someone has told you what to do or, or you know, you're trying to fill out some formula, it won't be long before you, you'll actually begin to dread it. And one of the things I've discovered about my secret time with God is as you grow in intimacy with God, it's something that you can't wait to do. You can't wait to have that, that secret time with God. Now, I'm gonna sound contradictory because I said you shouldn't let anybody else tell you what you should do. And by all means, I'm not about to do that. But I'd like to share with you just some things that I do. And I don't know if these things will be helpful to you or maybe they'll make you think about things that would be meaningful to you. But I'm a very... I'm a musical person. I mean, I'm, I'm a musician by nature and I love music and, and uh, music has a way of speaking to me uh, on, a, on a sort of visceral level, on a spiritual level. You know, I, I love all of our music at New Spring. I always smile because all I have to do is hear Carla start playing. It, it does something for me spiritually, not just something, you know, mentally or emotionally or some sort of, something that brings about a physical reaction, but there's a spiritual thing that happens when I hear a godly musician begin to play. Now, when I, when I get out here to have my time with God, one of the first things that I'll do is I'll just typically put on some worship music uh, that doesn't have lyrics. And I love lyrics, but I, I just want something to be in the background that's drawing me into a deeper relationship with God, just something that is behind the reading. Now, for some people, that would be a distraction, but for me, I love to do that. So I'll come out here on the deck and, and you know, you know, I, you can take a Bluetooth speaker or uh, in, I just recently had uh, speakers installed on my deck because it's such a big thing for me. But you can stream it. Um, you can, you, you know, you can get on YouTube and just find worship music. And I let, I let it play in the background. And then I bring my Bible out here. And this is, um, this is my personal Bible. Now, you know, I, I preach from a New Spring Bible, but here at home, I study from this Bible. And it's a Bible that I've been marking for years. And I sometimes smile and think, you know, I think I could, uh, I think I could teach a series with just turning the pages of this Bible for the markings that I have here. A few years ago, I wore out the cover, but Mary Alice had it recovered for me for Christmas. And I just bring out this Bible that I, I read all the time and read the things that I've marked and maybe mark new things. One of the things I would encourage you to think about is when you, come, when you begin to have your private time with God, uh, it's often good to just open a psalm. You know, there are 150 psalms. There are songs in the Bible. And what's beautiful about the psalms is that um, King David, who wrote most of the psalms, is having his devotions. I think, and he's pouring out his heart to God. And so there's, there are times when I, I don't really know for sure how to start a devotion, but I'll, I'll bring out uh, the book of Psalms and you know just listening to worship music, and uh, I'll begin to begin to read a psalm. But the important thing to think about when you're setting up your secret place is not so much where it is physically or what you do to get prepared for it, as in playing music or anything like that. The important thing is that it is time with you and God with the door closed on everything else. 
If you heard the message this weekend, we begin with Jesus' statement from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6 when he was in the Sermon on the Mount. He'd been talking about how the hypocrites do their praying to be seen. They were, they were posturing. They were, they, were, they were strutting. And Jesus said, but you, and he's talking to you and me because we're not hypocrites. He said, but you, when you pray, go into your secret place and talk to your father in secret. In other words, just pour out your heart to your father. And then I love this. And I, I, think I, I think I preached this four times this last week and I never could figure out how to say it. He said, your father, which sees in secret. And I was reading him. I was reading a, a, a commentary. It's a commentary based on biblical languages. And the commentator was pointing out that that language is it's the only places in the New Testament. Your father, which sees in secret. What I draw from that is that God gets in the secret place with you. That's the most important part. It's you and God in the secret place. But I do think this is maybe where I'll land today. This is really important. You do have to be proactive about it. You have to be intentional about it. You will not, you will not accidentally go into the secret place with God if you have a little bit of time left over in the day. Satan will make sure to it that you don't get to this because he fears this more than anything else. You know, I would hope that I've been an effective preacher, communicator of the Bible, but you know what? Satan fears my time in the secret place way more than he fears my time on the platform. Because you see, if I spend time with God in the secret place, it's gonna change the way I preach on the platform. It's gonna change the way I treat Mary Alice. It's gonna change the way I am with everybody else in my life. What you are in your secret place is who you really are in life. And so I wanna encourage you today to be strategic and be thoughtful about your secret place. Now, I wanna come back tomorrow and I wanna talk about something else. I wanna talk about um, what you say in the secret place because a lot of times people will tell me, Mark, I don't know where to start. And we're gonna come back and talk about that tomorrow. Mary Alice and I have been talking about these two days on Noah's window today and tomorrow. And we would love to hear from you. Uh, it would be interesting to hear from you about um, something about your secret place, you know, where, where you go. Uh, what, what, what do you do to prepare to spend time with God? Maybe just some experience you've had with God in your secret place. That would mean a lot to us. Why not uh, write us here at Noah's window and, and let us know about your secret place. I'll be back tomorrow, hopefully, with some really good uh, insight into what we can do to pray and talk to God in our secret place. Let's pray right now. Father God, I pray that you'll help us all to grow in strength and to uh, grow in our time of intimacy with you. Thank you for your goodness in our lives and the way that you work and the way you answer prayers. And we give you the praise and glory in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us on Noah's Window. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you soon.